welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. We hope you enjoy the show and please feel free to leave us a review. It really does help. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk or our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning for regulated advice on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Today, it's all about knowing your numbers. We all hear this, don't we? You should know your numbers. Yeah, I'm, I'm rubbish at them. <laughs> no, I'm not that bad. I think I know the numbers that I know in my business are the things I need to know. Um, I ignore the vanity metrics. Um, a lot of people concentrate on things like their social media rankings or how many downloads I've got on my podcast. You know, they're sort of, you know, they're, they're great. They're, they're nice. And it's great for social media to share them. And people go, oh, great. And that's great for that whole sort of vanity metrics. Um, how many followers you have, how many downloads you have. And a lovely friend of mine called Sam Beffert, she is a TikTok mastermind um she smashed instagram before it was a thing <laughs> she smashed tiktok before it became you know a thing and i don't even know her numbers millions of views millions and millions and millions of views and, and and i take my hat off to her i'm absolutely incredible and she teaches small business owners as well as bigger businesses on how to get more visible um so massive shout out to sam um but what Sam what Sam does talk about is the fact that we mustn't get caught up in the vanity metrics of that social media. And we end up as business owners focusing on those things. Um, whereas so many business people I'm speaking to recently um, are struggling. Now, if you're not struggling, then amazing. Good. Brilliant. I'm really I'm, I'm pleased for you. Genuinely, I am. Um, but there are times where people don't talk about it and they don't want to say. And that's not because they've got a bad idea and their business is failing. It just could be the markets and how consumer confidence and certain things that are going on worldwide um, or in the UK can affect businesses. It could be seasonal, for example, things you can't control. You know, it's Christmas, so you, and you, you, your products are garden furniture. you know so things can be not going so well or it might be that you've got a lot going on at home and you've dropped the ball in a few areas because you've just not been able to manage everything or you've got this you know loads of business coming in but you almost are overwhelmed by the amount of work you've got to do and you're worried about letting people down like people struggle in business for lots of different reasons and we all have different problems and I last year I struggled um last year I struggled because what happened in Ukraine, the consumer confidence, what was happening um, in the UK, the recession that was coming, but supposedly, um, but never did. Actually, the markets rallied over the winter when we was meant to have a recession. Now inflation's down, which is a whole other story. If you read my e- weekly, um, if you receive my weekly email, uh, which you can subscribe to, I'll pop a link below um, in the show notes. Um, I just normally do like a weekly roundup. Um, so I don't want to comment too much on what's going on in the markets because when people listen to this, it's a little bit time is out. But basically, inflation's gone down in April, eight point seven, but the core inflation is actually quite high. So there's still concerns about recessions. 
So anyway, there's always these things going on, lots of noise happening, and that those kinds of things can affect people. Like the banking, the early part of this year, what's going on with banks that affected people. So last year for me in 2022, um, it consumer confidence was really, really low. So I, on average, get anything from 20 to 30 leads a month. I know, it's crazy, crazy. And I'm going to grow the business and I'm going to bring on new advisors and I've got a bit, I'm looking for a new administrator and all these great things. Um, but I'm going to do it slowly. I've, I've, I've organically and, and, and definitely have the right people. That is that is the fact. I've made some mistakes about that in the past. That's a whole other story. <laughs> anyway, um, but it all does. It all does relate. So in business, we can have times of struggle. And I, I think I was I was open about it as much as I sort of felt I could be but when you're in the storm when you're in it you sort of don't want to admit it or you just want to get on with it and find a solution to the problem you don't necessarily want to be moaning and bitching every day on social media you sort of you know for me and I know a lot of people it's just heads down get what you can done so um knowing your numbers um when you're in that state of mind is a very whatever stressful state you're in can be can be hard um what I did and I recommend in any of these situations whether it's I mean we can't control the garden furniture at Christmas kind of situation but um if you're overwhelmed because of your workload um if you're got a back you know, team member that's not stepping up whether your um you know your, your leads have dried up whatever it is that's going on in your business um, knowing your numbers that does bring you back to reality and actually understanding what the problem is. Um, so there's many without the, tech, without the vanity metrics. Um, so when for me, when my leads dried up, I was still getting a huge amount of hits on my website. Like the, the number of hits on my website went down a little, but actually it was still very, very high. So this told me, and there were a lot of reoccurring people, the same people basically going back to my website. This told me that it's not that I wasn't getting visibility because people were still going on my website. I don't necessarily go too much on Facebook um, views or reach or likes or comments and etc. I tend to go how many hits have I had on my website. And if I'm not getting eyes on my website, then that's when I know that I'm not the visibility is reduced. Um, so knowing what matters for your business in terms of your marketing metrics. So back then I was like, I just need to hang on. I just this is this is a, this is not an issue for me. It's not something I've changed because we can change things and often it goes wrong. I have a seven year lead up marketing lead up seven years. Anyone could, literally could take from someone knowing me seven years before they buy from me. That's a long time. So I can't put so much focus on my social media in such a such a um niche way um and I've been doing this for over 12 years so I'll argue that point with anyone but if you're in a business um where your lead up time could be two weeks or two minutes then yes it's very different and what you should be doing on social media is then very different and how much time you're spending on social media should be very different we all have our way of doing things and I repurpose I do as little as possible and I repurpose as much as I possibly can they're my top tips so for me, it's about my metrics on my on my website. So knowing my numbers on my Google Analytics and what is coming in on a regular basis and how many hits um, I have. And I know where most of my traffic comes from and I therefore know what things I should be doing. So I, I just repeat the same things over and over. And I know if I stop doing those things, what happens? So but if you're somebody that's, you know, you're getting loads of leads coming in, 
and you know that your numbers are good and you're doing all the right things, fabulous. Then it's looking at, okay, what's my sales conversion? How many leads have I got coming in? And actually, how many of them am I converting? How am I converting them? Do I need to be doing everything myself? Should I have a salesperson? What does a salesperson look like? Actually, are they sales? Are they more customer service? Should there be someone else monitoring this email? How can I start to remove myself from the process so that I can do more of the things I need to be doing? Um, And that's my constant question. How can I remove myself from this process? How can someone else be doing this? But in a profitable way, because what you don't want to do is replace yourself and you're giving somebody else, like I see this and I've done this myself twice for two different wrong reasons. But and one of them was a lovely, lovely reason and I don't regret it. The other one, (laughs) I do, I do regret it. But it's bringing somebody in that's like a middle manager or to replace you, like an OBM. And you expect them to basically pick up all, all the work, all the reins without any input. Now, I, I didn't do that, thankfully, but I see this happening quite a lot where I see a lot of people employing OBMs. They don't give them a structure. They don't give them, they're not, you're not used to being a leader. There's <laughs> a very different business thing, leading a business in terms of you running it, then you bringing people in and someone else running it and you then stepping away. But completely different skill sets. And there's a great person called Sky Barber. She's absolutely amazing. And also Lee Howes. Um, they're great at uh, leadership. And leadership, uh, Sky does leadership design. So it's really sort of honing in on what your unique skill set is. Both are great. So go and check them out. Um, so you can't always replace somebody um, to solve all your problems either. Um, but knowing your numbers is about, okay, how, how who can I afford <laughs> and what do I need them doing? And that should be the job description. That should be the pure focus of this person. Um, rather than getting a VA to come in and just, you know, do lots of little bits and pieces, you want their role to be revenue generating, not just to take a few headaches off. I mean, taking headaches away from you is great, but, you know, having someone that's lead generating, I think is really, really important. So knowing what, your numbers are in terms of what you could afford. Now, for a lot of people, they worry that if I bring someone in, that's going to reduce their revenue. Well, put a time limit on it. Say, okay, I've got two months money to pay this person. I'll evaluate at the end of the two months. If they their piece of work in terms of knowing your numbers um, haven't increased sales, for example, or bookings or events or speaking events or whatever it is they're meant to be doing, then cut them. You have to be that harsh. You have to have, but you have to have the conversation with them. You have to be clear on what your expectations are and you have to set them up for success. You can't expect them just to be able to pick it up and run it and not actually know what's expected of them. Uh, Regardless of their background and how good they say they are, you still are responsible for that. Um, So and excuse me, I've got a jumper on that has holes in it. And that looks really manky as I'm lifting my arm. I just noticed this is my rabbit jumper. So I have a rabbit that likes to chew me. And I only wear this jumper um, when when I'm cuddling Buddy <laughs> because he makes holes in things. Um, but I find it really comfortable. And I was all dressed in a nice top to come to my office. And then um, I was like, oh, it's really chilly outside. So I chucked this jumper on and then I've just realised it's my rabbit jumper. So just keeping it real with my holes in my rabbit jumper <laughs> back to that knowing your numbers so um when it comes to recruiting and bringing on new staff um so when i accrue uh, an administrator um they will be lever- leveraging katie's time who's my client manager so katie can do more report writing and she can speak to more co- more clients and book more appointments in which then allows me to speak to more clients and actually add value to my clients and 
more referrals, more recommendations. So there's a there's a method in the madness. I'm not just bringing on an administrator to make more phone calls that's not actually going to achieve the bo- anything from the bottom line. So knowing your numbers, it isn't just about your profit and loss sheet. It's also about, okay, what's going under the hood of my business? What things do I need to shift and change? So we have marketing, we have sales, two different things, lead generation and converting them into clients and doing that in a way that clients want to come back for more and they feel looked after. Like, what is your client journey? I love that stuff. Um, I love that. I love the psychology of all of that. Um, I have my tea. My husband bought it in. This is a blue cow mug. Those that know Joe Davidson, I have my blue cow mug. And it's cold. I do put it in the microwave, but I don't have a microwave in my office, so I won't be doing that right now. Um, so knowing your numbers, we have sales, we have marketing, we have leads. And then we have people that sign up. So actually convert into profit. Now that's different for everybody. Sometimes the time scale in like mine can be after about six weeks, eight weeks working with the client and then their invoice when we give advice and we produce an advice report or I produce a financial plan for them. For other people, it might be a monthly membership and you sign up for that and you pay it every month. For other people, it might be a six month coaching program and you pay over three months. Like there's different points of in paying. Um, but knowing what your pipeline is, I think one of one of the things that I do. So if you're struggling in business, one of the first things that I do when I know my cash flow is rubbish um, is I look at my cash flow and what I've got in my pipeline. Now you do have I have a client management tool that helps me with that, but to be honest, I do it manually with a spreadsheet um, because I'd never quite trust the. I, I love my CRM system; it's absolutely amazing, but not for this. It's great for client journey stuff not so good when it comes to me trying to work out what my pipeline is although you can do it I prefer to do it manually and so we have a spreadsheet with all of our clients on it's color coded and then once they've actually converted into like they've signed the client agreement they've sort of they've had the conversation about fees I know they're a good fit they're they're happy with us we're starting like like we're starting the process we're going to write off to your providers or we're going to book that a second meeting call or whatever it might be for that client um, then they're my pipeline clients. So I know within the next month or two that will be invoiced. So if you're living mu- like month to month, that's the hardest part. And I spent quite a lot of last year living month to month. And it puts a huge amount of pressure on business owners because you're then constantly worrying about how am I going to pay that invoice or how am I going to pay my team or I've got personal bills I need to pay. How, how do I manage all of that? Um, so what we end up doing is we then get get carried away with the social media element and we start throwing ourselves in the deep end of the social media element and we stop recruiting or we stop taking on, or we cut back all our staff and we put more on our plate. And that's not always the answer. There are points where we do need to do that, but we need to be evaluating that all the time, not just in a crisis point. Um, so for me, I... What did I do last year? I cut back on my social media probably more than ever because so much of it for me is actually untangible. Like you can't you can't know where it's coming from. So I did some of the basic consistency, consistent things. I did my email. I did my podcast up until the end of the year. And then I had about a six month break um, just because I had, I had other things going on in the business I needed to focus on. And I just knew I wouldn't have the time and energy to do that at the same time. Um, but otherwise, I did my podcast up until the end of the year. Um, I yeah, I did my email every week. 
Um, but I, I, I cut back on a lot of other stuff. Like if I wasn't looking for speaking events, I wasn't going out doing stuff because I just never quite knew where I got my leads from and where I got my referrals from. Um, so I just remained visible so people can see that I was still here. Um, but I really focused and I turned my turned my attention to inside the business to streamline what we were doing and actually what bigger changes I could make. Um, so I moved networks, which is probably the biggest change any financial advisor would do. Um, I, so therefore, I've increased my profitability because I'm now not using outsourced power planning, which was eating up about 35% to 40% of my profits. Um, I'm doing more in-house and I'm going to facilitate that even more with another administrator, which is still going to cost me less than outsourcing it to an outsourced power planner. I'm taking it in-house. And then my network were charging me an awful lot of money and an awful lot of time. They were taking up a lot of my time and they were charging me for it. So I got rid of them and I got a new one. And that was like six months of work for that, for that all to come to fruition, which was the stuff I was working on inside. So you can only sometimes spin so many plates, but I know it needed to be done so that if we went into recession or if something happened, I was more profitable. So sometimes, um, sometimes you've got to take a much bigger step back and bigger picture stuff. You know, if you're working with a mentor, you're not getting results. Don't just be part of a mastermind because you think you have to create your own mastermind for free. Um, don't um, be signing up for ads or Facebook ads or Google ads if you're actually not getting any business from it. Stop chasing these magic dreams that are pitched by people that are in sales and marketing, by the way, very good at selling you this dream. Really look at you and your business and what's unique to you and your business to how you can make it more profitable. Um, the you know whether how many likes you've got and how many people have downloads and how whatever focus on the passion and the drive that you want to deliver for people and the rest will come so after those sort of metrics when you have the sales the marketing the pipeline the inquiries the conversions then the pipeline then you start looking at more what your accountant will be looking at but the biggest problem i see with business owners is that their accounts are done retrospective and you're working with accountants that work retrospective if you can work with a money coach or your accountant or a service that your accountancy firm offers where you're running it on a ongoing basis. So I've got Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. Our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning for regulated advice on pensions, investments, mortgages, insurances on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast. Um, what um, I've got this expense that's coming. So should I put, so should I delay that by a month, by ne- the, about a week difference? Should I delay it into the next tax year? I've had this advance from here. Well, how does that work on my accounts? How, should I be putting any more into my, can I afford to put any more into my pension from what's sitting there? Lot, like lots of questions that I ask. Um, and then therefore I'm able to know what my end of, so my, now my tax return's already done. It, well they've done it but I've just got to approve it and it's like the 29th of June and they've been chasing me for two weeks to be fair um so I I, I already have tax aside for that but not not quite enough because last year was tricky right so I'm not going to put my any stress under that I've done all my emotional baggage stuff I don't get triggered by that that's that's I'm not ashamed of that um, we don't all have our eggs in a, in, a, in a row, ducks in a row, eggs in one basket. I'm going to get my analogies mixed up today. 
Um, we don't all have our ducks in a row all at once, all the time. There's always a little duck out of place that we've got to shimmy back into place, right? And for me, that was that was my tax for last year. I knew that I needed to spend more than I had enough to put, to put aside. Um, but because I've made that profitability shift change, actually, I'm not worried about that whatsoever. And then I will have my tax within the next month, which is not due until the end of this year. So um, it's all good, right? It's all, all be okay. But that's because lead generation has picked back up again this year. I just I was consistent. And then leads, we had like 30 leads come in January. Um, I... I would say not all of them that great. We had less in February, but the quality was better. Um, and that's sometimes the unknown quantity with what I do. Uh, for me, I like talk. I, I don't like to limit who I'm talking to. I probably, I could, if I wanted to niche really down into like really high net worth or something similar, but I don't. So I'm quite happy to talk to people from all walks of life, um, regardless of their bank balance. That's not my judgment on people. Um, and so then when it came to my ongoing, so I use I use a, a bookkeeping system um, and what I want to do more ongoing now, once I know now my tax situation is quite up with itself, I'm able to look at my bookkeeping system and say, this is how much profit I've got in the business. So what I plan to do is keep paying myself the same amount. I'm not going to be drawing dribs and drabs out of the business anymore. That's the mistake I've made in the past. And almost like it's on my overdrive. Oh, I've got some profit in the business. I think I'll take some out now. That's great. Like if, you, if, you, if you've if you got a sort of a lifestyle kind of business and there's different levels of that, you know, if you've got five grand profit, you might take a thousand pounds out or you've got 500 grand profit and you might take five grand out. The percentage there is very different from one to the other. One, you know, one's tiny compared to the other one. It's actually quite a large percentage. Um, but also, um, what's my point? Hopefully I'm not waffling. <laughs> um, I was saying, I, I want to wait until the end of the year um, and I want to have my tax for this tax year we're now in saved. Obviously I've done the end of tax year and I actually want to get a whole year ahead of my tax. It'd be slightly projected, of course. Um, and I also want not just two months or three months back up. I want to build six months back up in the business because um, as I start to grow, I recognise that actually I'm going to need more backup. So if we have some a couple of months that are a little bit quieter, it's not a problem because cash flow is king. And so having cash flow in the business will be crucial when you've got a bigger team. Um, and it removes stress as well. You know, you haven't got to worry about August or Christmas time. Um, and then what I'll be able to do before the end of this tax year is I'll then say to my accountant right I'm now going to give myself a bonus so I'm going to use it as I will take a proportion of the profit and pay that to myself as a bonus and hopefully it's, a, it's enough to um get a horse box <laughs> that's my plan don't tell my husband um that's that's ideal but there's a few things I want to like lifestyle choice stuff I want to sort of improve um you know I have a I have quite large outgoings um, so I'm adding on to that by increasing that a little bit. So that would be also ideal. But one thing at a time, right? I'm really prioritizing, build up the savings, make sure you've got loads of the tax put aside and get ahead. And sometimes that's hard when you're, or you, you can only do, this is the thing with, with money, you can only do things in certain phases. So 
you, it's really hard. Like people say to me, should I be paying into a pension right now? I can't afford it. Or, yeah, like even if it's a tenner, just, just do it because it's a tenner. Um, but you can't necessarily be putting tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands in when you're still trying to clear debt. But there is a catalyst in effect that if you then spend five years just clearing debt, as an example, or just building up your savings or just saving for a rainy day, and then you don't do the other things, you'll need to invest more later. So that's all you have to recognise that that period of time where you were not doing it, you'll have to make up for it later. Um, so I believe in a bit of a balanced effect when it comes to financial planning. But when it comes to in your business and you're trying to achieve certain goals, it's really hard for you to increase your salary, save your tax, save for emergency, invest um, and give yourself a pay rise. Like you, you can only do certain things in certain times. So you have to be honest with yourself and do a bit of a reality check, reality check and ask, where am I? You might have been somewhere else two or three years ago, but where am I now? Because businesses change and businesses grow. And as you grow, those, like I said, those ducks can need a lining again. Um, you might have taken on some more debt and you might be behind with your tax and you might not have saved enough or you might not have enough backup because now you have more staff on board. Whatever it is where you're at, be, be honest with yourself. Um, and so when it comes to knowing your numbers, I every every month if not every week I'm regularly looking at my bank balance compared to my due outgoings are due to go out and then what I've got spare and I love the profit first model but for also for a lot of people if you haven't read it there's a book called profit first google it you'll find it top of top of google top of amazon um and there are some amazing uh actually trained by the person that wrote the book like Hetty for example who actually trained and qualified to implement profit first models and actually Hetty has a training course if you're more of a hands-on rather than reading the book person um but it's quite unique most accountants if they've not gone through that training won't know so you might then have to speak to more of a coach who coaches it they might not be accredited by Mike who wrote the book um so I would I'd more encourage you to use someone that's accredited to the to, to the model um but what the principle of it is is that you have your money going into one account and your bills going out of another account. So effectively, you transfer across enough to the account where the money is going out each month, and that account sort of runs at nothing. And then you put also have another bank account for your tax. So each month money goes across to your tax. And then obviously you have your salary coming out. So you might pay yourself a basic wage. And then you have the profit, a percentage of the profits going into like your, I would call it for me, it would be like my future bonus account <laughs> that I could then draw on. So I'm not then drawing out of other profits from the business. I haven't quite got that whole model yet. I'm getting there. Um, I have three accounts, um, but I haven't quite, my account's like a really long standing account. So I've got everything going into one account and everything going out of one account. Um, but there's nothing, there's no reason why I couldn't change that. And actually probably is quite an easy change. I just haven't got around to it. Um, so knowing your numbers on a monthly basis, you know actually how much you've got spare and it, the, that system can assist you with that. Um, so the, the, the thing is to look at, if you know you've got, let's say you've got 10 grand coming in, you've got five grand coming out, that means you've got five grand profit. Depending on what your turnover is on the UK, if it's over 250, it's 25% now in this new tax year. But that five grand times that by 12, and let's just assume you're not going to spend any of that, you're not going to draw in any of that, that's 60 grand. You would then, that's 19% of that is profit. 
So from that 60,000 times 19% is, my calculator is doing really funny things at the moment. Let me just check that that's right. That's 11,400. So from that um, five grand, you'd basically need to put a thousand pounds of that five grand into a tax pot. People tend to say like 20% of everything, but you've obviously got expenses which are allowed and there are allowances over and above that. So I think 20, 19, 20% of the profit amount you can put aside. And if you know what your average is coming in each month, then you can just, you can automatically do that. And then at the end, if you actually don't need as much, then then spend it, but not the other way around. But I know that's hard if you haven't got the cash flow because that's where I fell short slightly last year. So knowing your numbers in business all comes back to the different metrics within the business externally with leads and marketing, sales, conversions, client journey. And then last of all, from a cash flow perspective, knowing your numbers as to what your pipeline is, what business is coming in, what you've got due to go out, but always review review all your outgoings, take a step back and see what adjustments can be made to reduce those outgoings and increase your profit. I hope that's helped today. I didn't even know where this podcast was going to go. I just thought it's a bit me rambling about business, really. But I'm sure there's someone out there that's found it helpful. If it is helpful to you, do let me know. So I know if my rambling should I should bother doing any more. Um, do leave a review and message me, email me, send me whatever social media you use. Send me a message and let me know you've left me a review. I love hearing from you. I'm not bothered about my charts or my rankings. That's just another metric that is, you know, whatever. Um, it's more about impacting and helping people. So if I've helped one or two people today, then I'm happy. Um, and do let me know because I, I love to hear from you. Have a lovely rest of the day whenever you're listening to this and take care. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. Our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning, for regulated advice on pensions, investments, mortgages, insurances on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast.